right, so this is week two. We've been here before. In 2019, the Ravens were two and two before they went on their run of winning 12 straight games, okay? And the last uh, loss that they had was an embarrassing effort uh, against the Cleveland Browns at that point. They made some roster changes, and then the rest is history. We know how for, we know how 2019 went, 14-2. I remember that they overreacted back then, Cordell, at 2-2. Mm-hmm. Two two. Oh, my God. The, the, the sky is falling. We're terrible. What's going to happen? And then what happened? They went on a, 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 a historic run. Are we overreacting in terms of how we view this team only two weeks into the NFL season? Possibly, possibly. I mean, this Dolphins game was such a big-time loss, more so the way that they lost. I wouldn't even say it's because of the team that they lost to. I think it's because of how they lost because we're not used to seeing the Ravens give away game. We're not used to seeing the Ravens blow two separate 21-point leads throughout the course of the game. We're used to seeing a Ravens team that when they're up on a team big, run the ball, and dominate time of possession and pretty much take a team's heart away, pretty much, you know, uh, take all the fight away and make it so that teams are just basically ready to throw in a towel and get out of the stadium because they've run the ball so well, they've dominated the time of possession, and defense is locking up. And you didn't see that on Sunday against the Dolphins. You saw the complete opposite. You saw – a offense in the Ravens that could not possess the ball long enough to keep the Dolphins off the field. You saw an offense that could not run the ball well enough to possess the ball. Um, you saw a defense that could not stop the run or the pass. They couldn't stop anything. It was to the point to where the defense was allowing touchdowns, like, if, you know, a rapid fire pace. Um, it's, <laughs> it's not what you're used to seeing. So I get the overreactions, but at the same time, this is a team that should have won Sunday. They played well enough to win at least on one side of the ball. Absolutely. Uh, and on the defensive side of the ball, you, that fourth quarter is really what did them in. I thought that they were pretty good for the most part of the game outside of some of the third quarter as well as the fourth quarter. Um, I don't think that that's, that's going to be the Ravens every week. I don't think that this is – at what point – this is the first time maybe even in Lamar's career to where Lamar has lost a game by – when he's up by 21 and yeah. has ended up losing. I don't think Lamar's ever had that happen to him in his career. Lamar is one of the more most winningest quarterbacks in NFL history to yeah. this point. You know, so I don't think that there's reason to overreact. I get being salty about that game because it was terrible, downright terrible. Um, but looking at the big picture here, you're looking at a Ravens team that looks like they can score with the best of them. Yeah. Uh, you're looking at a team that might have, yet again, an MVP candidate on it. Yep. You're looking at a team that, you know, I think once this secondary gets healthy and once these guys, you know, it takes it takes longer for defenses to get into a groove than it does offenses. Yep. I always say the start of the NFL season it's going to be ugly if you're if you're looking at the defense because guys are struggling to tackle, guys are struggling to cover, guys are having miscommunications. Yep. It's early in the season, um, but I think as the year goes on, I don't think that the Ravens team, the, the the bad spots that we saw from the Ravens on Sunday, 
I don't think that those are going to be as recurring as we're making it out to be. Now, the run game is a big-time issue. The run game genuinely concerns me. I don't know if the run game will ever be back to what we're used to seeing. And that's even with J.K. Dobbins on the field because I don't know what J.K. Dobbins is going to give you. I will say, again, I think having just somebody of J.K. Dobbins' talent level in the backfield will help. This, This offensive line is getting no type of push in the run game. Ronnie will help in that regard as well. And maybe a switch at the left guard spot will also help. And maybe Tyler Linderbaum muscling up a little more will, will go a long way as well. Uh, but you saw, you see, and, and granted, it's easier for quarterbacks to run than it is for running backs. The quarterback design runs are always probably, they're usually going to pop more than running back design plays. Um, but Lamar is able to do what he does because he's special. And I think J.K. Dobbins, I don't know if he's as special as Lamar, but I do think J.K. Dobbins is a, a special-esque type of running back. Yeah. Um, and I think he can do more with the little that he's going to get from the offensive line than some of these other running backs will. I think J.K. Dobbins will be able to make more of a little crease than a Kenyon Drake or one of those other guys uh, can do. Um, so – I, I think that going forward, I'm not going to panic about the Ravens uh, right now. And I don't think that anybody – I don't think that the Ravens are feeling sorry for themselves because they can't. You know, they right. go to New England this week. Next week they've got the Bills coming to town who just look incredible to this point so far. And then right after that they've got the Bengals coming to town who, yeah, they're 0-2, but – you never know. It's a division. It's a division series, and the Bengals still on paper are still one of the better teams uh, in the league and in the division. So, you know, I don't, I don't think they're going to have time to really dwell on this loss against the Dolphins. But I also don't think some of the bad parts, the really bad parts that we saw in the Dolphins game, are going to be as recurring as as people are making it out to be. They better don't. Yes, I'm using uh, Ebonics here. They better don't <laughs> in terms of uh, dwelling on what happened. You better move on because, you know, okay, the Patriots aren't an offensive juggernaut, but you, the next two teams are, and you got to move forward. You got to let it go. Figure out what you did wrong, fix it, move forward. Um, I think that it's fair to say that there's some concern. Uh, you know, you can't you can't have a meltdown like that, especially mm-hmm. at home. You can't right, have a meltdown. Right. You are up 28 to 7 going into the half. You cannot have a meltdown like that. And and that's a lot of things that need to be fixed. I agree with you. Um, when you talked about it in a previous segment about coaching, like you got to call timeouts when you see guys not in position and things. But but here's the thing. I would much rather us have this conversation now in week two than have this conversation in week 12. So, you know, I think that it's one thing to say, I'm concerned moving forward. What I saw is not ideal at all. You don't win football games that way, playing the way that you play, being out of position, looking confused, not understanding what's going on, not being able to get short yardage situations. It is very concerning. However, there's a lot of time 
to be able to fix these things. And you have situations where you expect guys to be coming back. You expect uh, Ronnie Stanley to eventually come back at left tackle, which could potentially mean that the left guard position can be fixed too because you might move Makari over to left guard. You might add Falele to left guard. I don't know, but you you might find a way to fix your offensive line so you could get better push there to get better situations. You may get a J.K. Dobbins back eventually that will allow your run game to be more efficient in that regard. Um, You will get a situation where, you know, Tyus Bowser, you know, we talked about only being, you know, having two linebackers. Hopefully Tyus Bowser can eventually find his way back on the field. So there's some optimism that there are guys that, that absolutely can help bolster up the issues that the Ravens are dealing with right now and will make their way back to the field. But um, overreacting is a very safe thing to say that it's understandable because of the way that they lost. If they were in a shootout and the rate and it was back and forth, I think we would be, it would be like, okay, well the defense just didn't hold up their end of the bargain. Okay, let's move on. 28 points in the fourth quarter, Cordell, is absolutely going to be everybody overreacting, and yeah. understandably so, because how do you let that happen? How did, you know, like I said, it's one thing if it was like boom, boom, back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. Wasn't such thing. It literally mm-hmm. was the Ravens were non-existent on offense in the fourth quarter, and the Dolphins balled out in the fourth quarter, and that is always a no-no. Um, is there time to figure it out? Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, You know, you mentioned Kyle Hamilton, although he blew two touchdowns. Let's be clear. He did have some good moments. He did. um, He was, look, we have complained about this young man not being able to tackle. Well, he was hitting on, on Sunday. So, you know, as inconsistent as his play is, you did see some good things from him. And he's going to have to learn, you know, how to, to communicate with his, his secondary brothers better and learn how to be in better position. That's going to be a part of the process. Unfortunately for the Ravens, it cost them the game. But ultimately, I think eventually he'll get it, right? But, you know, I, I think because all these things happen in week two, your overreactions can't be but so long. Because it's not like the season right now is on the line. You know, it sucks that it was an AFC opponent. Absolutely. That that really hurts. Because when it comes down to it, if the Dolphins and the Ravens are in some type of heated um, battle in terms of a wild card spot. Yeah. Dolphins, Dolphins got their tiebreaker. You yep. know, they have the advantage. So, so, yes, it's concerning. And overreacting in terms of this game is completely understandable. But to overreact and say that this is going to be the way that this team is going to look for the rest of the year, I think is not ideal. I, I just don't – I think that you have to believe in this coaching staff to, to make sure that they get things right. And Mike McDonald, I, I believe that he will figure out a way to get his guys in better positions moving forward. And, you know, the coaching is a big part of it because when you lose a game the way that the Ravens did on Sunday, you have to look at the coaching. And I know you doing the post game show had got a lot of calls about wanting Harbs out or wanting McDonald fired already after week two or you know people blaming Greg Roman and it's it's a lot of blame to go around. Somebody's got to take the blame, and I think it's enough for all of these guys to get their fair share amount. Um, but I'm not to the point to where I'm like you got to fire fire Harbs and go where. 
where's the upgrade? Where, where are you upgrading over John Harbaugh right That's now? what I would like to know. So you everybody know. wants to fire Harbs. Look, why? Okay, why Why are we firing Harbs? Because, listen, he, he a lot of this stuff that happened on Sunday, hey, man, look, John Harbaugh ain't really the one that you – I get it. He's the head coach. I understand. He's the, he's the, the main guy and everybody – And it's on him, him to – it's also on him to have his guys ready to come out for, for the second half with the same type of intensity that Fair. they came out in the first half. He definitely deserves some, some blame criticism. in Look, that regard, for sure. I'm not saying that he is not – that he doesn't deserve criticism because he right. does, right? I'm simply saying that every week, every coach – deserve probably in a loss deserve some criticism of course that's what course. do you want nathaniel hackett do you want the guy that doesn't right. trust your quarterback and try <laughs> right. to kick a 65 yard field goal is that what you want okay who exactly do you think is going to replace john harbaugh who exactly do you think is going to replace greg roman because again in two weeks greg roman has done for the most part a very good calling offensively. I don't even have a problem with the fourth and short yardage situation. I just have the problem with the personnel that was used. I simply, I don't have a problem with going for it. I don't have a problem with even trying to run it. I'm just right. saying that you got to give it to Pat Ricard because the other guys ain't going to get it. They're not going to do it. Outside of that, Harbaugh is still this head coach, and rightfully so. Greg Roman is still this offensive coordinator, rightfully so. I know that y'all hate that, but that's just what it is. And Mike McDonald has only done his second game as a defensive coordinator right. and actually has made some right calls in doing so. And we can criticize Mike McDonald, too, for saying, hey, this guy is not where he's supposed to be. I need to call – I need to burn the time out here. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, Fair. look it- – he had a McDonald and his defense had one great game and one terrible game. Yep. You know, just last week, everybody was singing his praises. And now this week, everybody's like, where's Wink? You know, so yep. it's it's a week to week league. You can't get too high. You can't get too low because yep. things change on a week to week basis. Um, I, I, again, I'm not against saying that this coaching staff needs to be held accountable because they do. You lose a game like that, you blow a 21-point lead in the second half, yes, you deserve blame as a coach. Um, a lot of the things that happen out there, it seemed like, for real, to me, it seemed like the coaches allowed – the they saw the Ravens out there just basically free-falling. They saw the game being snatched away from them right yep. from under their noses, and they didn't do anything about it. Yep. They stood there and watched it happen. Yep. I didn't see any major adjustments. It's like we're going to keep doing the same thing that we've been doing, and even though it's not working, we're not going to change it up. That's on the offensive side to not getting back into being aggressive uh, and letting Lamar try to put more points on the board. And that's also on the defensive side, sitting in the same type of coverages, not getting any type of pressure on the quarterback, and allowing him to basically carve you up on his way to throwing six touchdowns in that game. It's inexcusable. As good as the Dolphins, as good as I think that the Dolphins are this year, I don't think that that's a game that you are supposed to lose when you have multiple 21-point leads in that game. I completely agree. You blew it. You blew it. And I hope that that's a lesson learned here. You blew it. Don't take the foot off the gas. Don't get cute. Don't get, you know, don't get comfortable. You can never get comfortable in the National Football League. Anybody is susceptible to come back and beat you under any circumstances. We ain't learned that, you know, since the, 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 
the playoff game in the Houston Oilers. Well, I mean, I'm trying to understand, like, we've, we have seen this from the beginning of time. You are no different. And, I, and look, again, you're at home. You're up by three scores. You got comfortable. You got cute. Well, guess what? You lost. And, and that's, that's a big thing. And, again, the overreaction for now is acceptable and understandable. The overreaction for the season in terms of how you thinking that this is going to be um, how the season goes, I think is a little bit too far. I think that that's fair to say that that's that's we we are way too early to know if that's how this season is going right. to go. Right. And there's way too many guys that could potentially come back and impact this football team on both sides of the ball for us to make those types of decisions. That's basically all I'm saying. Ditto. Thank you so much, guys for listening to the Winning Drive podcast. Of course, we will be back on Friday. New England Patriots. Moving All right, on. We'll be talking about them, what to expect from them from an offensive perspective and a defense perspective, and we will give you our picks. Thank you so much for listening.